Hello world. I'm Jared, and this is Changelog News for the week of Monday, August 15th, 2022. We've had a few listeners write in recently thanking us for the podcasts. Hi, William. Some say they don't have time to listen to all of the shows. Ain't nobody got time for that. Hey, we totally get it. It's a full-time job for us to produce five or six episodes each week. We know only the most loyal listeners, and perhaps those with the longest commute, listen to everything that we ship. But did you know there are more snackable, less time-intensive ways to keep up with all of the awesome conversations going on in the Changelog Podcast universe? One of the best ways is our YouTube channel. We post one or two clips, and I'm talking like super short, one minute to three minute highlights on YouTube every day. So if you're like William and you love our shows, but don't have time to catch them all, maybe join the 4,000 plus brilliant, brilliant, brilliant software pros who have already subscribed at youtube.com slash changelog. Okay, let's get into the news. Lucas F. Costa blogged about why your daily standups don't work and how to fix them. Quote, daily standups are a classic example of learned helplessness. We all know they're useless, but we tell ourselves that's just how things are and we do nothing about it. End quote. Lucas provides a set of five symptoms that indicate you're doing standups wrong and says if your team hits at least three of the five, your standups are useless. Do you want me to tell you what they are? Oh, what's in the box? Okay, chill out. I'll tell you. One, standups take more than 15 minutes. Two, people talk about their work instead of talking about goals. Three, people stop showing up regularly. Four, people talk to their manager or scrum master instead of talking to their peers. And five, if the manager or the scrum master can't show up, the stand-up doesn't happen. Does your team exhibit three or more of those? Then you need to read Lucas's post. Instead of just telling you to stop doing stand-ups, which is what I would probably tell you, Lucas provides solid advice on how to make them useful again. Link in the show notes. Mahdi Youssef is at it again with his architecture notes. He previously covered what you should know about databases. This time he's doing a deep technical dive into all things Redis, covering various Redis topologies, data persistence, and process forking. Accompanying Mahdi's excellent prose are spectacularly crafted diagrams that are much better felt than telt. They're real and they're spectacular. (laughs) This is a masterclass in technical content creation and an excellent primer on everyone's favorite data structure server. There are some big changes ahead for Dino. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. The TLDR of this announcement post has four bullet points. I'll read you the two big ones and leave the rest for the uber curious. The first bullet point, quote, We've been working on some updates that will allow Dino to easily import NPM packages and make the vast majority of NPM packages work in Dino within the next three months, end quote. And the second, quote, our goal is to make Dino the fastest JavaScript runtime. For starters, the next release of Dino will include a new HTTP server. It is the fastest JavaScript web server ever built, end quote. Is this a reaction to the recently released bun runtime? Probably, but that's awesome and shows how healthy competition catalyzes innovation in our industry. This is good for Dino, good for bun, and great for the rest of us. With win-win-win, we all win. 
Dev Dash is a highly configurable terminal dashboard for developers and creators. It's written in Go, runs in your terminal, and pulls in data from Google Analytics, GitHub, Feedly, and pretty much any system that can run a shell command, whether locally or over SSH. Check it out at thedevdash.com. Our good friend, who just happens to be a tall, snarky Canadian, has spent the last two years on his blog writing about Python's syntactic sugar. For his last post on the topic, Brett Cannon devised a subset of the language he's calling Minimum Viable Python, or MVPy. Clever girl. Brett lists 15 bits of syntax that if you can implement them, then you can do a syntactic translation to support the rest of Python syntax. What Brett didn't realize is that MVPs are out, SLCs. They're the new hotness. Old and busted, new hotness. Maybe for his next post, he can convert minimum viable Python into something a little more simple, lovable, com Python complete, C Python. I don't know. That bit fell apart real fast. That's the news for now. We've hit the summer doldrums and vacation time. So this week on The Changelog, we are rebroadcasting Adam's Founders Talk interview with Jack Dorsey from earlier this spring. If you didn't catch it the first time, stay tuned. If you already heard it, then maybe it's a good time to catch up on HBO's Silicon Valley. Adam told me to say that. Don't do it. We are the resistance. Stay strong. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.